You are listening to Electric Bike Radio. Welcome to episode 12 of Electric Bike Radio, the right stuff. I'm Dwayne, and as usual, I'm here with my co-host, Jared. Great to see you, Dwayne. Well, anytime you ride a bike, electric or not, it makes sense to bring some amount of stuff with you. If you're riding any distance at all from your house or car, it helps to be prepared for some of the little things that can happen. And listeners have asked us and everybody else on the internet, what should you carry with you? And we were going to tell you what we carry on us. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the things that we carry and maybe you should carry too. And specifically, we're we're going to talk not entirely, but mostly about the kinds of things that we would carry it in a bag or some of some sort in our bikes. We're, we will have other episodes where we'll talk about some of the other equipment that you should have, like bells and lights and that sort of thing that you mount on your bikes or, or helmets and gloves and safety equipment. That's a little bit different that you actually wear. But in this episode, we're going to talk about the kinds of stuff that you would normally bring with you on a bike ride. And these are things you could bring in any kind of bag. You may have an underseat bag, a handlebar bag, a trunk bag, a pannier, even a basket. There are so many choices of how to carry stuff on your bike, but you should probably pick one or more and have some storage on your bike for the kinds of stuff we're going to talk about. Yeah, and maybe at some point we'll do an episode about all the different ways you can carry stuff on your bike because there's just so many ways and pluses and minuses. But let's assume everybody should have a way to carry some stuff. You need some stuff. Some stuff is good. So we're going to talk about some of the things that we carry, and this is in no particular order of importance. But let's start with um, there's a couple things that are specific to electric bikes, and there's not too many. Jared and I, you and I talked about this. We brainstormed about this a little bit. There's not too many. Most of the things we're going to talk about kind of apply to all bikes, but there's two things that you really need to make sure you bring with you on your electric bike. And one of them, it doesn't really fit the definition of what we're talking about because you wouldn't carry it in a bag, but you should always carry your battery. And we say this, it seems ridiculous, but, you know, we generally transport our bikes without the battery in place. And so it is real easy to leave your house if you're if you're leaving in a car, you know, if you're taking your bike with you and not riding it, it is easy. And we know lots of people, Jared, who have left the house without their battery. Yeah, we're, we're speaking from experience here. Now, fortunately, I've never left without a battery because my uh, my rad wagon would be quite the haul without a battery. I've tried that once or twice. It's not fun. But you definitely need to bring your battery. And along with the battery, this is something I have been guilty of leaving the house without are the keys for the bike, the, the the keys for the battery to turn the bike on. I was very fortunate the last time I forgot the keys is that I had left the bike on in the on position when I got to where I was going and that I also didn't have any stops planned where I had to leave the battery on the bike uh, without me present. But had I left the bike off, that would have been pretty bad. <laughs> this really depends a lot, too, on what type of electric bike you have. Like my Pedego, for example, requires a key to remove the battery, but that's it. It doesn't require a key to operate, and there's no way to turn it off, you know, with a key. But other bikes are different, so if you need a key to operate your bike, uh, that's got to be, like, number two on your list of things to bring. Right, and if you have a Rad Power bike, you uh, definitely need a key to have any electrical assist uh, for you, so make sure you bring your key. And I'm going to take this a little out of order, Dwayne, but... 
you know, if we're talking keys, you might also want to bring your keys for your bike lock. Yeah, any keys that you need. It seems to me, you know, they're most of the keys in my life are somehow associated with my bike. I've got a key for the lock on the bike, um, for the battery lock. I've got keys for the bike lock. I've got keys for the bike rack. I've got keys for a locking hitch pin on the car. Um, there seem to be a lot of low-tech keys affiliated with bike riding. So it's probably a good idea to make sure you have all those keys. And those are all keys that at least I keep separate. I don't keep those on my daily keychain that I use going back and forth to work in my car. I have those on a separate keychain. So it's easy to forget them sitting on your key rack at home if you're taking off somewhere. Yeah, I do the same thing. And just as a tip, I take a spare of each of those keys and put it on a ring that resides full-time in the vehicle that has the bike rack on it. So that if I do forget, I've got a spare sitting somewhere in the bottom of the center console of that car. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a tip I will be taking to the bank and doing tomorrow. All right, great. Well, this has already been a beneficial episode for me, Dwayne. Thanks. <laughs> So now we're getting into stuff that is more traditional bike uh, related. It's uh, whether you're riding an e-bike or regular bike, uh, these are all things that are probably worth thinking about bringing. And one of the first ones is some type of flat repair. Uh, Jared, there's a lot of options here depending on what your intentions are as to how to fix a tire and how uh, skilled you are in doing that. But you either need some tools um, and a tube or a patch kit, uh, or you need some type of alternative flat repair, like one of these, um, you know, fix a flat in a can or goop mm -hmm. or something like that. But um, what's your thought on flat repair? Well, I've always been the kind of person to carry a tube with me, a tiny patch kit, which literally the size of maybe a quarter but square. And I will keep tire levers with me. And a couple other tools that we're going to talk about in a second. But um, those are the big ones. One thing to remember, though, is if you're bringing a tube or a patch and you're going to rely on changing something out or repairing what's there, is that you need air to fill it up. And if you're not in an area with a gas station nearby, you're riding in the country, you're riding in a neighborhood, you're also going to need a bike pump. Otherwise, all the tools you've brought to replace your tube are for naught. Yeah, and it's amazing how many options there are now for putting air in a tire on the road like that. You could have a, a manual, you know, small uh, handheld uh, bike pump. Uh, that's was really good for skinny road bike tires, but <laughs> starts to become a handful when you have big fat tire bikes. But there are uh, canned products. There are... Uh, the CO2 cartridge type fillers, and now you can even buy at a reasonable price a rechargeable, you know, very portable uh, air compressor bike pump that you could carry in your bike bag that will, will fill your tires. So there are all sorts of options, and maybe at some point we'll do a whole episode on, on what those options are. But you need to have something to either fix, uh, fix the leak and fill the tire back up, or... Uh, like I said, you could try one of these products that is supposed to seal and fill the tire. Um, mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of options, more than we can talk about. But having something to deal with a flat tire is a good way to save your bike ride and, and get you back home. Especially if you're further away than you would have gotten on a regular bike. So all good ideas. <laughs> 
along those same lines, there are probably tools that you should have with you. And, and the tools that you have with you depends on the bike, too. Most bikes, the, the key adjustments tend to be Allen wrench type uh, fittings. But uh, it just depends on your bike. You have to kind of take a look at what sort of adjustments you might need to make on the road on your bike and, and bring a tool. Maybe a multi-tool or maybe there are some, I've seen some bike-specific uh, three-size Allen wrench sort of triangle-shaped tools that have the most common sizes. You just have to make sure that the tools you're bringing are the sizes that you need to adjust things like, you know, be able to loosen your seat post or, you know, to adjust your seat or your handlebars or, you know, potentially remove a wheel if you're if you're going to do that type of flat repair. I like the point you made about making sure that the tools you're bringing fit your bike. So I've carried the same tool for, wow, gosh, 20 years now, I think. I have a park tool <laughs> multi-tool I bought back when I used to do longer touring rides on my road bike around the Gainesville area. And it's not that big of a tool. Uh, it has a few Allen wrenches that are the sizes that I usually need the most, a Phillips and a flathead screwdriver, and I think that's it on it. It's very minimalistic, but it also does 90% of what I ever need on my bike. Um, the only other tool kind of goes back with the flat repair is I usually throw tire levers in my bag. Um, tire levers, if you haven't seen them before, they usually come in a pack of three. There's a number of manufacturers that make them. And they're almost like a five or six inch long stick that's designed to let you kind of pry under your tire and then pop it over the outside of your rim, usually with a little hook to hold it onto a spoke so it doesn't slip out of the way. It's kind of It lets you slowly maneuver a tire off um, and then pop one back on without risking popping your tube underneath with a screwdriver or something like that. But those are kind of the, the big tools I bring, the big tools. They're the most frequent tools that I bring with me, and there's not a lot to them. But they do cover almost everything. The Allen wrenches cover most of the adjustments. The Phillips driver covers the derailleurs. Derailleurs are almost always Phillips, as far as I know. Um, and then the tire stuff, and that covers tools for me, I think. Yeah, and it really doesn't take very many tools. Uh, you just have to make sure they're the right tools, but you don't have to take up a lot of space. Um, you had mentioned park tools. Park tools, for people who don't know, is a very common um, bike tool brand. Park tools is the brand, and if you if you take a look, they have a lot of options for for multi tools. You just have to make sure that it's you know appropriate to the things that you need to either tighten or loosen. You know, Dwayne, this weekend I was at REI, which is a it's a outdoor kind of equipment store, camping, biking, things like that. Um, it's a chain that's been around for a long time, but there's a new one in Tampa. So I, I love going in there and just kind of looking at stuff. And I found myself looking at the multi-tools because, again, I have my little park tool that's done very well, but it only has five or six tools on it. And there are all sorts of things from other notable companies where you can get – it's like a Swiss Army knife but with tools for your bike. Uh, and they get as big as you want them. And other big names out there, uh, Crank Brothers has been around for a long time. Pedro's is known for its tire levers. I don't know why, but it's been known for tire stuff forever. Um, Topeak is kind of just a general brand that has a lot of everything you need. And I'm always looking for a new tool because that's my personality. And I will probably end up getting a new multi-tool after we talk about it on this episode today. <laughs> 
I can see you online shopping now as we're talking about it. <laughs> I am actually doing exactly that, but you didn't have to out me like that. Well, while we're on the tools, uh, another thing, and this is really low tech, but that I like to bring with me is uh, either some sort of rag of some sort or maybe gloves. Um, usually rubber gloves probably aren't the best, but, but would work. Something to deal with the greasy parts of your bike if you need to make a repair. One of the most common things that can happen is your chain can come off. You know, you hit a bump the wrong way, uh, you're changing gears at the same time, whatever. The chain can pop off. It's very easy to get the chain back on, but it's a mess. Uh, and the last thing you want in the middle of your ride is to be covered in, in grease, uh, chain grease, which hopefully your chain is a little bit greasy. So uh, something just to help you either grab that chain and get it back on or at least clean up your hands afterwards is uh, very valuable. That's a great tip. So another thing that I have on my list, Jared, is a bike lock. And again, this might be something that, that you have attached to your, your bike all the time or whatever. But a lot of times I have a, a sort of a less secure, less heavy uh, lock that I put into my bike bag. And we have a whole episode on bike locks. And so we're not really going to get into that or, or you know, how uh, lightweight locks are, are not particularly useful. But the point just being that sometimes you have to stop and leave your bike unattended when you weren't expecting to. Maybe you're going out on a ride and you're not expecting to have to go in somewhere. But something happens, you know. Uh, you start to have a stomach issue or, you know, something goes wrong in some way. And you've got to leave your bike unattended when you weren't expecting to. If you have some kind, any kind of lock with you, it's better than nothing. That's right, Dwayne. So these days, most bike locks have a mounting system that mount on your bike. So it's easy to remember them. But it's also easy to forget if you've taken off your bike lock when you get home because you have to wipe down the bike or for whatever reason. Uh, just make sure you check in and put it back on. Or if you're using something like the hip lock, a bike lock that you wear, which we mentioned in episode six, I believe. Uh, that's something that you could easily forget. So just remember to bring it with you. Now I'm going to shift gears into some a little less bikey things, but also important. Um, I put on the list cell phone, and I, I have mixed feelings about this uh, being a thing uh, that you carry in your bike bag because, you know, some people mount them on their handlebars, and I guess that's okay if you need to use it as a map or something like that. Uh, but I kind of am, a, am more of a advocate for carrying your phone on your person somewhere in your pocket or uh, you know somewhere on your body such that if something does happen and you get you fall off the bike you at least have the phone available to you but either way you know having a, a phone is important because we do have accidents or we have breakdowns um, you need some way to to call for help I do keep my my phone on my bike and not on my person. Uh, usually I'm actually more concerned about the phone falling out of a pocket or something. Whereas if I have it in a, in a bag on my bike, I and zipped up and things like that. I feel a little safer with it there. Um, I have, I, this will be for another episode, probably in more detail, but I do have a, I do have a bike bag on what you would call basically a main tube on most bikes kind of right in front of me. And it has a little clear display area where I could stick my phone and it's zipped up, but I can also see through it and use it. 
and I keep it right there. And um, the likelihood of me falling so far away from my bike that I'm not able to get to that is small. And I feel like if I do get tossed 20 feet, I'm probably not calling for help myself anyways. <laughs> so I keep it there just because I'm more afraid of losing it than than keeping it on me in an accident. I don't, however, put it on a mount on the on the bike frame just because like on the handlebars, just because I found that they always bounce and wobble and I haven't found the right one, but maybe somebody else can tell me that there's a great solid mount out there. That's perfect for that. That's worthwhile. I think it's also important for the same sorts of reasons to carry some sort of money with you. I mean, a lot of people don't carry their wallet necessarily when they ride because they don't want to lose it or don't need it, but carrying some sort of, Money, you know, cash, I guess, still works most places, Jared. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although in COVID times, they don't always want to take cash. But, yeah, some cash or a credit card, Apple Pay, uh, something like that is good in case you, you know, you just need to stop somewhere for some some hydration or you have some issue with the bike. Uh, always good to have some, some, some money with you. So, Dwayne, you know my system if I don't want to carry my wallet with me. And that doesn't happen as frequently on a cargo bike since I have so much space. But uh, if I'm riding a smaller bike or something like that is I have a case on my phone. I will pop the case off and I will slide a credit card and my license into the back of the case and snap the case back over it. And that's how I carry all three things in one place, which you could argue that's the way to lose all three things at the same time. But so far, I've been lucky and it makes it easier to carry and less likely for you to lose them, just like a card falling out of your pocket or something on the trail. And that is what the young people do, you know. <laughs> the young people? I'm flattered. Yeah, they carry one or two cards on the back of their phone. That's where my kids do that. That's, uh, that's, the, that's the cool thing to do. But I only do it for stuff like this. Or, or really, I do that for jogging, too. If I'm bringing my phone with me, that's how I keep everything that I need in one spot, as opposed to having to carry anything loose. I think it's a good idea to carry a driver's license with you, even though it's certainly not required in Florida to have a license to ride an e-bike, and I'm not sure it is anywhere, but it's just always good to have your identification with you in case you have some sort of accident, in case something happens. Uh, the world works much smoother when you have photo ID. Absolutely. So, But speaking of safety, so other things you might want to bring with you just to make yourself more comfortable and safer in an emergency. Uh, if you have the room, uh, one of those tiny little first aid kits that has some bandages and uh, some antiseptic spray or something in it is good to have on you if you're going for a long ride. Yeah, I like to carry a first aid kit. I'd like to do an episode sometime on, on bicycle first aid, uh, you know, some sort of basic first aid kit. And again, you should your first aid kit should sort of reflect the likely injuries that you might have on a bike, which are, you know, scrapes, uh, bruises, that kind of thing, but also maybe some significant bleeding. So if you're the kind of person through your training, you know, or through your life experience, you have the uh, ability to render that kind of aid for severe trauma bleeding, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, quick clot or one of these anti-bleeding agents, uh, those things are not very big or heavy to carry either. I like to carry those kinds of things with me because those are the kinds of injuries that you might see, you know, whether it's you or somebody else on a bike ride. So, uh, you know, if you have the room for first aid kit, it's kind of a cool thing to have. Other things along those lines, uh, if you're out during the day, sunscreen, always a great option. If you're out more at night, 
mosquito repellent, especially around here. Um, that's something I carry on me whenever we do those glow rides with Julie Worthington uh, in, in St. Pete. You know, lastly, some spare batteries for your lights if you need them, although all my lights are rechargeable or operated off the bike. Are yours, Dwayne? Yeah, all of my main lights are, are work off of the bike, but I do have a couple uh, extra uh, lights that have uh, that are rechargeable. I don't think any of them carry spare batteries, but some some lights do, mm-hmm. and so I just put this on the list. I think if you are riding at night, uh, it is you know a spare light or spare batteries. You know, it's so important to be illuminated when you're riding, and you know there's the old expression about how. Uh, uh, two is one and one is none, right? Because mm-hmm. if you if something fails and you only have one, you're, you're out of luck. So night riding takes a little bit extra uh, caution, I think, to make sure that you have a backup light source, maybe a flashlight with you too if you're riding at night. Uh, how many times have I gotten back to my vehicle at night and had to try and deal with you know, getting everything put away and getting the car on the rack in the in a dark parking lot. So um, that's another, just a little extra if you're riding at night. You can never have too many flashlights or headlamps or other sources of, of light. So kind of in conclusion, you know, here is the quick rundown of what I think I usually carry on my bike for most rides. See, so yeah, I go keys, battery, the two electric bike requirements, a tube or a patch kit for a tube, a bike pump, a multi-tool, tire levers, and then my cell phone with the license and credit card stuffed in the back, and a bike lock to make sure I can stop somewhere if I need to. What about you, Dwayne? I I think the same. Uh, Like I said, I think for some people, if they're not comfortable with uh, changing, you know, with patching a tire, uh, then some sort of alternative flat fix would be good. Yeah. And then we talked about, you know, if you've got the room, first aid kit is great. Sunscreen, mosquito repellent, um, all those things are are things that someday you will need and you'll be happy that you had. Uh, Yep, I agree. And and I think all of those things that I listed can fit in your standard small to medium sized pouch that either goes underneath the that either goes underneath your seat or maybe on your front bars, but it doesn't require anything huge. You can pack them nicely, and it's okay. None of those things require a big saddlebag. Um, it's right. really when you get right down to it, it's it's not a lot of stuff. Well, Jared, that's great. I think that will wrap up this episode. I hope that you all will please uh, follow or subscribe to our show on your podcast player of choice if you haven't already. We don't want you to miss any episodes. Episodes do come out generally weekly on Wednesdays. Uh, We are available on nearly every podcast player you can think of, from Apple to Google, Stitcher, Audible, Spotify, just about anywhere you get digital media content. And if you have something in particular that you like to carry on your bike or you have a specific brand that you, you really enjoy, let us know. Put it in the comments. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can also email us at ebikeradio at gmail.com. Our contact information and links to anything we mentioned in the show are always in the show notes, and those are available on your podcast player or on our website at www.ebikeradio.com. So, as always, thanks for listening, and stay tuned to Electric Bike Radio. Mm-hmm.